What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Okay, let's get it started. Welcome back to Confident AF Podcast. We are here with Jenna Paxson or Nurture the Star. She is a mom of two, a student, a midwife, a birth and postpartum doula, a practice tarot, Reiki, and certified breathwork coach. So she does it all, which is actually one of the questions that I got from our audience. So I'll go into that later, but thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to chat today. Me too. Very excited. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. So we actually met. So give you guys a background. I always try to let you guys know how I meet everyone that comes on. I actually met Jenna through Brittany. So you guys know Brittany. She's been on the podcast. She's a friend of mine and a client. And I met her at Brittany's birthday party. So I was super interested in Jenna's work. And so I was like, you have to come on the pod. So introduce yourself and tell us who you are, what your business is and all the things. Yeah. So I am Jenna, as you know, and I am currently working as a birth and postpartum doula. Um, Nurture the Star kind of started in the beginning of my spiritual journey where I read tarot, did Reiki and practiced breath work and did like full moon, new moon circles. And it just progressed into birth work. So yeah, all things birth and it's amazing. And then I'm also a student midwife. So going to get my bachelor's in midwifery eventually um deliver babies you know on my own (laughs) that's amazing yeah so it's been really cool okay so tell us the difference between a a midwife and a doula yeah so doula is more so the emotional and like spiritual support of birth so all things like preparing for birth education and being that like physical comfort in the birth space so we usually show up when things are like getting active like we show up before we go to the hospital or before the midwife comes. So just much more of like that birth coach than a midwife is more of the medical provider. So midwives are experts in low risk birth, whereas like your typical OB is an expert in high risk birth and they're surgeons. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people choose to go, you know, if you're low risk to go with a midwife because they are the experts and like low risk birthing and like intervention free birth. So the medical side of birth work. So Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. Cause I know yeah. that's probably the first thing that comes into people's mind is like, mm-hmm. wait, what's the difference? So um, before we get into everything else, I want to ask you if you have a weekly fave and a confidence corner this week, if you did something that made you feel confident or and yeah. a weekly fave. Cool. You know, it's so funny. And I feel like it's not to be like, cocky or anything, but like I create like this tallow and it's literally like my one thing I use for everything. So that's like literally my fave every day I put it on. And then confidence quarter, I actually did my first boudoir photo shoot. So that made me very confident and just more rediscovering of like my own sexuality and my ever changing body. So that's amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. That is a huge, huge confidence boost for sure. Yeah. And like it just makes you feel so like in touch with your body, I'm sure as well. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. that was fun to just get to play and yeah, just have fun. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. So I want to ask you first, like, how did you get started in this business? I know you said you went on a spiritual journey and that's kind of where it started. How did it go from your own spiritual journey to birthing and in that realm? Yeah. So I would say it was my own birth with my son. So I have two kids. I have eight-year-old and uh, almost four-year-old. And so, you know, I was, it's funny, I have like a weird backstory, but I was going to school full-time to be a sign language interpreter at Cal State Long Beach. And I got pregnant during my (laughs) bachelor journey there. And I decided that like, I wanted something different from my daughter's birth. And so I decided to get like a midwife, a doula, do the whole unmedicated birth. And so as I was going to school, I was also preparing to have an unmedicated birth, which is like a whole training in its own. And yeah, I left that experience feeling so incredibly empowered and informed and just like awoken this like whole new journey for me of like, holy shit, every woman needs to know that they can do this. Like if I can do it, anyone could do it kind of thing. But yeah, I continued to like, you know, I literally like brought my son to school with me, graduated in May of 2020. So that's when kind of, you know, the world shut down and I thought I was going to go and be like a sign language interpreter. And like, that was going to be it for me. And yeah, there was no jobs and I had to figure out something to do. And yeah, I just kind of like, okay, well maybe I'll try this. And it just took off and I haven't looked back. That's amazing. I feel like so many people that I speak to on this podcast, their stories are so similar with like COVID and like things Mm -hmm. happening and kind of like COVID pushing them into a different direction because of necessity, but Mm -hmm. really that necessity being like what their passion project was. And I just feel like that is the most beautiful part about the world shutting down in that way is that it pushed so many people to go after something that they normally would have never went after or something that was not on the path, right? We were like, just went totally opposite or totally different direction. And I feel like it created so many businesses. So I feel like that's so good. So after you went to school and you were like, okay, I'm switching gears. What, how did you start marketing your business and how did you start like gaining clients and gaining that expertise so that more people could trust you? Yeah. It's interesting. As I was finishing out my last semester at Long Beach, I was like taking like tarot classes and like getting Reiki certified because it was just something that I wanted to fulfill for myself, like nothing I planned to make money off of. And I just started like offering like free readings. And then I kind of created Nurture the Star based off like doing more that kind of spiritual work. And so I kind of had some kind of platform and I just started like offering like free readings and then eventually charging and um getting like little reviews like because you know kind of just that energetic exchange like I will absolutely do this for free and they would just like give me a review and then once I took my so I already had kind of that platform um and then once I took my doula training I just networked like networked like crazy and got to just connect with other birth workers and I became like backups for people. And then I started at like a lower rate and then, yeah, just really focused on like the client experience and getting those reviews. And then to where I am now, which is charging like what I originally wanted to charge when I started, you know, this business almost like two years ago and yeah, fully booked out. And it's been like so incredible. But it's funny because I, most of my clients are referral based versus like, you know, marketing and social, like Mm -hmm. Instagram, for example. 
So it's, it's really cool. I really focus on client experience and let's got to have where I am today. That's amazing. So instead of like focusing on marketing or like going out there and like letting people know your business was there, you focus more on networking client experience. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. And so people, when they hire you, do they hire you? You said most of them are referrals. So mm-hmm. you don't ever go through like an agency or anything like that to hire you out. It's basically just mm-hmm. word of mouth. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome though. Word of mouth is the best marketing anyway, I feel. Yeah. Especially for something that's like that intimate and that like yeah. emotional, yeah. emotionally charged. It's like you want someone who you know you can trust. And so I feel like, yeah, word of mouth would be probably the best marketing for that anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And like having that somebody else who had me at their birth and like they have that experience to talk about. So yeah, I am part of like one birth collective called Mind Body Baby. And she's a hypnobirthing educator, has been and you know, we've been friends. And so sometimes she'll send me referrals. But other than that, it's all like I said, just word of mouth, other clients referring. Cause I was trying to be really good at Instagram and all the things, but I am so just drained. So I just decided to like, okay, like I'm not going to put pressure on that right now. Eventually I'll get to a point where like, I'll hire someone to do those things. Cause yeah, the phone, I've just been trying to step away from um, just the Instagram in general, because my job is very already like emotionally draining. So I need lots of time to refuel. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, I think that just also speaks to the power of energetics and the power that it doesn't always have to be like, I'm following this marketing plan or I'm posting Mm -hmm. this many times a day or week or month or whatever it is, and really relying on the energetics to bring you the ideal client through whatever method of marketing that is. And I love that. Absolutely. I really had to find a balance between like that feminine, like receiving and also like that masculine energy of like, we have to put work in. And so that masculine energy is being focused on like the client experience. And as I'm like moving through midwifery school, I am like logging all the information that eventually will post on Instagram and like do all that stuff. But I have to like categorize for sure my energy right now. <laughs> yeah. I think especially when we're working with people, whether it's through a birthing experience or it's through coaching through like a business experience or emotional trauma or whatever it is, making sure that our energy is categorized and that we know like we can give as much energy as we can to our clients and really working on that client experience is so much more important than giving that energy to Instagram and a potential new client, right? It's like that saying of, like keeping a current client is way less expensive than attaining a new client. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really, really important. And I love seeing that. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. (laughs) No. Yeah. I was just, that's something I like recently chatted with a friend about, you know, and like really understand, like it took me a long time to like figure that out. You know, it's, I mean, I feel like my whole first year in business and it still is, it's like just learning lessons after lessons, (laughs) And then like learning just how I work best. And yeah, it took me, it's still taking me, you know, all figuring it out. Yeah. I feel like with business, we never stop learning. Mm -hmm. I feel like the lessons just get different and bigger and, you know, take up a different amount of space or take up less space, honestly, sometimes, but the lessons are like always still there. Renee and I have been 
doing our trucking business for like seven years now. And I feel like every single day there's still a lesson. It never, ever ends. And so, but I think I always think like that is the most beautiful thing because it continues to allow us to grow Mm -hmm. not only in our business, but like emotionally, physically, mentally, even as a couple. So yeah, some questions I got and I want to ask you is you have so many different things that you're doing along with being a mom along with uh, being a student, like everything, as we read off like your description, I mean, it's like so many different things that you're being pulled in the direction of. And so the only question I got for you from our audience was how do you do it all? How do you manage everything? How do you do it all? And I guess also hold energy for all the different spaces like we were chatting yeah. about. Yeah. So well, one shout out to my incredible husband who is a stay at home dad. And it was just one of those things where he was working full time and I was, you know, going to school and then he got laid off during COVID and then I kind of took over. So lots of ebb and flow and just like our careers, but he's been incredible, just like holding down the fort at home. Um, So I would not be able to do any of this without him. But in terms of like, it's hard to explain, like when you're a manifesting generator, it's hard to explain to people like how we work. And I don't know, it's just one of those things that I promised myself after I graduated was like. I am going to continue to just like follow my heart and what brings me joy. And so like that looks different every day. Like some, you know, some days like I want to focus on Reiki and tarot and like offer that. And then other days, like, I don't know, I'm always just like ebbing and flowing with like what I want to learn. And if I feel excited about something, I kind of just follow that and learn it until I feel satisfied and then move on to something else. So it's funny because I have a broad and like surface level knowledge about lots of things. Like I like have a whole apothecary in my house and do like herbalism for people. And like I do embroidery, like all sorts of weird things, but I definitely have non-negotiables in my life. So like another thing I learned in my business is like keeping boundaries. Like I only see clients during these times, unless it's a birth, of course, because you can't control that, but like client meetings and stuff like that, I have learned to keep it, you know, what my, what my work day to look like. And there's like times like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like I go to the gym with my husband for three hours. And like, that's like our non-negotiable time, unless I have a birth, I am there. And so, yeah, like really getting, I don't know, like having those non-negotiables, like what you need in your life to make you happy, to feel fulfilled and to like recharge. And then I schedule my life around that. And of course, birth happens at any which time of the day. So, and they could. I've had like three day births or, you know, so, you know, life shifts and it takes me a while to recover, but I really allow myself to get that recovery time. But yeah, if truly, if it wasn't for my husband, like I could not live an on-call lifestyle or do all the things. So very, very grateful. The non-negotiables is, is really key. And then scheduling your life around those. And I think you only understand what those non-negotiables are by really tapping into, like you said, what makes you happy? Mm -hmm. What do you need in order to thrive? And I think that is the biggest lesson is like, okay, here's the non-negotiables that I have either daily or weekly or whatever it is. And yes, of course we can like adjust, but on the normal, right? Mm -hmm. Week, those non-negotiables are non-negotiable. And exactly setting those boundaries. And I realized like, I, I love boundaries with friends and family, but then I realized actually last week I was like, I have no business boundaries. Like I have none, like, especially when it comes to like 
my husband's business and like feeling like everything is urgent and feeling like I have to do everything right this second. And then starting to implement those boundaries. I did it last week and even they're so small, but they were non-negotiable that I don't start work until this time. I only take clients times during this time. I tap in and out of client communication at this time and that time, right? It's just interesting how it shifts your perspective and your world and even your mood Because because my husband all week was like, you're so happy. You're so happy this week. Like you're so aligned and you're so like, you can't, you don't even know what to do with yourself. You have so much time. I was like, yeah, I, I know. Isn't that weird? But it's just implementing those small boundaries. And I think that goes along with the non-negotiable. So mm-hmm. I think that's how, you know, it seems like when you implement boundaries or you implement non-negotiables, you're going to have less time for your business or less time for yourself or less time for these things that you're nervous about. But I feel like at the end of the day, it actually is the opposite. It gives you more time to pour into those things in a more like aligned and intense way. Exactly. And I, yeah. And I mean, I just started implementing boundaries. I mean, couple months ago. Like I used to see clients whenever I'd work around their schedules. And now like I just had a client and they were like, Oh, like, so what times work for you Saturday and Sunday night? I was like, Oh, I don't work on the weekends anymore. Like these are my times. And then I, of course I like, you get that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh my gosh, like, should I be doing this? And I like called my friend. She was like, no, like you, like you have your boundaries. I was like, you're right. And then they were like, Oh, great. This time on Monday works perfect. And I'm like, I don't know why I even still go back and forth with myself. So there's always that part of me that's like, oh, should I do this? But every time I stick to my boundaries, it's just, it just, you know, universe continues to like show me how abundant it is. And the more that I stand up for myself in my business and hold space for myself, especially in businesses where we hold space, where it feels like you have to give something yourself. So the more that I take my power back, the more, I mean, it just blooms and flourishes. So Totally. Incredible. And you know what? It's like people love boundaries too. Like clients love boundaries, like our families, like everybody loves boundaries. When they're not there, it becomes this like weird feeling where it's like, should I be like reaching out to this person at this time? Or like, should am I going too far? Am I sharing too much? Am I asking for too much? Like, so boundaries, I think what I've learned about boundaries too is that people actually love them. Like Mm -hmm. You wouldn't go to like when we look up somewhere new that we're going to go like a store, we always look at the hours, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's a boundary and like maybe they're not open on Sundays. So we know like we're not going there on Sunday and we just accept it. We're not like mad or angry that they're not providing enough for us. We just plan to go on a Monday, right? Like a doctor's office never open on a Sunday. So I think those boundaries allow us to also hold boundaries for ourselves too. And mm-hmm. to say like, okay, I'm not going to try to squeeze everything in on, you know, a Saturday and a Sunday night. If she can't come until Monday or we can't meet until Tuesday, then perfect. Then I don't have to worry about that until Tuesday either. So yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been, like I said, just lots of lessons. And again, it's just showing up for yourself as like you would show up for your clients. And so I just had to like keep reiterating that for myself. And it's like, yeah, if I don't take care of myself, like they're not going to, I'm not going to be able to hold space for them. And especially like, I try and tell myself like my job, like in their birth space is so important. So like, I need to make sure that I'm also giving that to myself. So 
Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a lot of energy to hold. And it's funny, I always get like the dads after birth are like, how do you do this? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be hibernating for three days. <laughs> it is no joke. So yeah. why exactly should someone hire a doula to help them through birth? Like, why would someone want to have a doula versus not having one? Yeah, so... I guess first off, I feel like most important is talking about the reality of our healthcare system and that we are like 37 in the world for like maternal and infant mortality. And that all comes down to our hospital system. And so it just depends, right? Like it doesn't matter if you're like planning a home birth or a hospital birth, like a doula is always going to be in a, you know, especially for like, I say, first time moms, like one, like your safety system, like it's really, it's a, we're so taught to fear birth through movies, magazines, like Game of Thrones, like all the things they just teach you that like birth is horrible, like life-threatening. It's a illness kind of thing when really it's just a beautiful, normal physiological process that you know women have um, and that they go through. So one knowing that like birth is safe and a normal process. And so having kind of that, like somebody to be there to help you through your fears. And I say I'm like a coach because I truly feel like I shifted from like, this was like my next evolution from like spiritual coaching was like coaching spiritually for like birth and postpartum and turning that fear into faith in their own body and in themselves. So having like that kind of coach who is going to support and like help you lessen your fears. And I always say education along with that, because our brain has to know something's normal for our bodies to feel safe. So the education, just that like somebody to talk to when things are coming up. And then also to like help you prepare for like the physical things, like knowing that like you need to be peeing every hour and like eating and drinking during that whole process. And because a lot of people like think like, oh, my water's going to break and I'm just going to go to the hospital. And a lot of times that's not how it works. <laughs> like, like, yeah, with my daughter, my water broke, went to the hospital, whole thing. But with my son, my water didn't break till like he was literally coming. So like learning little pieces like that. And also a lot of people don't know, like if you're like been contracting, but like you could go to the hospital. If you're not like at a certain point, they'll send you back home. And so like that can be very like confusing. Like, oh, so when do I go in? Because this, a lot of the times, I mean, I had both experiences, which I'm really grateful for, but my OB told me nothing. Like I knew nothing. And so I was just figuring it out, going through the system. And I was just left so confused and like frazzled and just disconnected. Like it was hard for me to like, re like to understand that like a baby just came out of my body. And like, now that she's here and I just get to go home with her and I had a really hard postpartum. So doulas like really help hold the space and give you the education and the resources to like go through this life-changing experience with like knowledge and power and feeling like you're in control of the situation. And I say like it impacts our postpartum period so like incredibly much. So where you're in postpartum and you're not feeling discombobulated and you're not trying to figure out what it like I don't know, like you just evolve and change so much from becoming like woman into mother. And so to really navigate that postpartum period as well. Sorry, that was like a lot of information. No, that's perfect. Like 
so much that goes into it. I know. Um, that's why I feel like there there's so many different levels. So that's what my next question would be is like, so as a doula, you not only help pre-birth, you help, excuse me, during birth, and then you mm-hmm. also help postpartum as well. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So like, for example, like during my, I have like three meetings with my clients prenatally or more up to 10, depending on like the level of care that they're wanting. But yeah, really preparing for birth and then in the birth space, like control, like, you know, helping navigate the birthing time, which is like a whole thing. And like teaching partners, like how to support and how to massage and like how to hip squeeze all the things and like really getting, because most of my clients sign me like wanting an unmedicated birth. And so to see them like be able to conquer that is the best thing ever, but a lot goes into it. And then yeah, postpartum, helping with breastfeeding, figuring out if they need lactation consultants, like different, like what kind of foods you should eat postpartum. Cause that is like food is the number one healing thing as we know, and especially in the postpartum period. So like what kind of food you should be eating, breastfeeding support, and also like mental health support. Cause that is huge. And we have like no maternal mental health care here. It's like non-existent. A doctor will just prescribe you medicine and be like, okay, I don't want to deal with this. So being supported, like, by women, like as somebody who went through postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, like, and back then when I had my daughter, like I was able to go to support groups and breastfeeding groups. And there was so much of that in our community. And now it's wiped from COVID. So to be able to connect my clients with other moms and groups and, you know, finding those little like spaces in our communities that are so minimal now that like, I know if I was left alone and like, like, it would be so hard to find. So it's incredible to like, be able to support my clients and like be that difference for them. Yeah. I feel like it's the same like way that you would look for a coach because you can do everything in business on your own, but having somebody who also knows and has the contacts and Mm -hmm. also knows what you're experiencing in that moment, right? Like having that person to just kind of like guide you and to also fill the gaps and to answer the questions that you may not even know that you have yet. I feel Mm -hmm. like every time I hear somebody talk about their birth story, I hear exactly what you were describing is like confused, unsure, doesn't know like when they're supposed to like go in or like, maybe I just wait till my water breaks. And like, I feel like that is very, very common. And so having somebody that can say like, okay, this is where you know, what you need to look for. This is how we're going to prepare. This is how we're going to prepare for afterbirth. This is how we're going to communicate, like all these things I feel like is so invaluable because I hear that I've heard that from almost every single mom. I know that it was like, oh, I don't know. I went to the, I went, but I'm not dilated enough. And I'm not sure when I'm supposed to go back. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure when I'm supposed to like actually deliver. And that's so scary. Like, and especially dealing with all the difference of like hormones and emotions that are coming up during that time. And then also feeling like confused, unsupported, unsure. Like I can only imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's confusing. And it's like, can be, I always tell like the partners that like, it can be so hard for them when they're like, they don't know what to do. So it's really cool to be able to like also teach the partners to like how to support and how to hold space for them. Like, cause I don't really join my clients until like things are rolling. So I really tell my clients, like, I'm going to teach you to do all the things. So like during early labor until like, you know, things are rolling, 
And like, they feel so much even more supported by their partners because I've seen a lot. I mean, I'm grateful. My husband was always super great, even when we knew nothing, <laughs> but takes pressure off of, I don't know. I always feel like sometimes moms can feel super unsupported or like, oh, my partner didn't know what to do. So I've seen like their relationship get closer as well, just from having me and teaching, you know, partner how to hold that space. Because I mean, men aren't really taught how to hold emotional space, especially when it comes to like during our cycles and like, let alone birth. Um, So yeah, that's a really cool part of it as well. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's empowering for, for the partner as well, because if you know how, and you know, like, okay, here's what's going to happen and you're working on it together and here's what I can look for. And here's how I can support. Like, it's hard for us, I think to like anybody to learn how to communicate to your partner, what you need. And so even in that time, like being able to say like, emotionally, here's what I need. And I would like you to do this. Like, it's probably the last thing on your mind is to try to tell someone what you need when you're obviously Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out on your own as well. So having somebody else there as like a liaison for that, I think is beautiful because Jaden always says this, my friend Jaden always says like, if you can give, if your partner would be able to communicate what they wanted and what they needed, and then you could give it to them. Like how amazing is that? And how amazing does that feel right to give your partner exactly what they need? And so having somebody kind of guide you into where that look, what that looks like and what they may want and need in that time is like a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's something I cover in my prenatals. And I tell like women all the time is like, I, it's hard for us, especially if like we haven't really gone on that journey to like speak our needs. And so I, I literally tell them like, from here on out, like you start asking for little things. Like if your partner got up and you want water, ask them to go grab you water. (laughs) You know, if someone's is on their way over and they ask if you could, if they could grab you anything, like, you know, if you're out of dish soap, ask if they could grab you dish soap or a gallon of water, like whatever. Like if you really need something, like open that relationship up and allow yourself to receive. And like, they feel really good about it too. Like it's an opportunity for them to give. And so allow that to happen. Because once you're in a really vulnerable space of birth, like, I want you to be able to tell me like, oh, I don't like that or like do that harder. And so I, I teach my clients a lot about just like that communication aspect and how much it opens up our relationships as well. Yeah. And then it's like practicing in the small moments so that in the larger moments that it's a lot easier to exactly. recognize and then communicate. Exactly. Yeah. And so if someone wants to, or typically when someone wants to work with you, do they reach out to you when they're like just got pregnant or like you were saying, it can be three to 10 sessions. So would it be Mm -hmm. someone typically, is it someone who is like almost ready to give birth or is it somebody who's like just now gotten pregnant and already has thought about hiring a doula? Yeah. So I've had such a range and I always say it's never too late to hire. It's never too early. It's never too late. Like truly I've had someone like in the hospital, like but like getting induced and they're like, they hired me. I'm like, great. I'll see you there. <laughs> um, and then I have someone who, you know, I've had like past clients who are like, oh my gosh, I'm eight weeks. I'm like, let's sign the papers. I'm like, great. So anytime truly. And the ones typically the ones who sign me for like my bigger, like coaching contracts where I see them eight to 10 times, they're typically earlier because we see each other once a month and then more often as we get closer but I would say average would be like anywhere. Like I get, I would say most of my clients are anywhere between like 15 and 25 weeks. Like I would say like most people hire a doula around that time. 
but there's truly never you're never too early never too late it just if you have someone you really want to work with reach out to them much sooner because like we get like I'm booked out till the end of the year you know yeah and yeah it just depends like sometimes you'll get lucky like one of my clients birthed super early so it's like okay I have one space open of course if your due date is in that window (laughs) so (laughs) I say like if you have someone who you like been really wanting to work with or you really vibe with sign them earlier that's amazing. Yeah. So when you become a midwife, then how does your role shift and how would your business shift once you become a midwife? Yeah. I've been thinking about that so much and like how I want to start like looking into those steps and I'm just preparing. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I definitely, I think I would still offer what's called monotristula work where you don't deliver their baby, but like you can do like checks and like for those who really, really want to stay at home as long as possible. And like you could provide prenatal care and stuff like that until you get to the hospital. So like I could still do doula work in that way. But as a midwife, yeah, like I wouldn't be a doula, like my role would shift, you know, obviously, and I would be providing, you know, full prenatal care from, you know, whenever they start, whatever, eight weeks, 10 weeks, and then deliver their baby. And do like postpartum medical visits, but not so much that like doable. So it's about, I feel like that's going to be hard for me is like, we don't like, we literally show up like when you're like two to three minutes apart, like signs of like pushing babies coming versus like as a doula, like I could be there for 12 hours before that. So yeah, I feel like my, I guess my time is going to be a little bit more obviously shortened with clients. But I don't know. I, it's been like so much to think about, but I do feel like once I'm a midwife, like my personal, like family life is going to like flourish a little bit more as long as I continue to like keep those boundaries and all the things and take time off that I need because I'll be able to like charge a rate where I won't need to take on as many clients. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking about that too. I was like, well, you're giving so much like emotional support right now. Yeah. And spending a lot of time with the client. And then I was thinking like midwife to me is almost like the equivalent of like a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. In the yeah. a normal doctor setting or hospital setting. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking like, that's usually like a very small amount of time. So that's going to be a huge shift, but I think you're yeah. right. It'll shift into like more time with family, more time, like taking less clients. And then even like your network will be huge to recommend, you know, like doulas and exactly. um, for the clients that, that hire you. So yeah. And I'm like really trying to build like a good network for like my future clients. And like, as I'm going to midwifery school, like we have to create all those like resources, which I love about my school. And so it's nice to like be building them now and have a really good network for my clients. Yeah, And it's yeah. funny. Cause I have some of my clients that I've been birth doulas for. They're like, okay, so we're going to plan my next baby once we're licensed. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> So it's really cool to like already have support and like becoming a midwife. So it's definitely scary. I never thought of myself to like be a healthcare provider, but it's just, oh, this, I love this work so much and it's just like never going anywhere for me. And so I'm going to take my time with it. It's going to take me about like four years, but I'm going to get there slowly, slowly, but surely. Yeah. That's amazing. I feel like it's those things that we never think of ourselves as being like doing that really give us so much joy Mm -hmm. because it's like, 
it's almost like things that you were already doing, like you were already providing like emotional support through other areas. And then this just manifested into like so much more and on a bigger level. And then even like, I think of too, like impacting the next generation of like the babies that are being born. And like, that's huge, you know? And so it's like, you took this thing that you were already doing so well and magnified it. And that's what I love to see. Absolutely. And like my family, I always like think back to my son's birth. I like truly felt like I broke this, like, I don't want to say curse, but like this ideology about like birth needs to be like medicated birth needs to be this way. It needs to be in a hospital. And it's funny because my mom, like I was the only one that she had unmedicated because I just came too fast. (laughs) And so it's just funny because there's, I mean, my mom was like losing her mind when she found out I wasn't having my baby in a hospital. But then to like have her come in the room after it was all done and to like see me like, I mean, you know, just so happy. And I think that really helped change her perspective. And so it's cool to be able to do that for my children and to see like talk about birth and watch birth videos. And they love watching birth videos. It's so funny. But to change that conversation and just about like even like teaching my daughter, like she's not at the age yet, but like as I'm moving through my cycles and like she watches me and like the different herbs I drink during each phase and how I honor it. So I'm really, really grateful to shift that and give her that power. Cause we're always so taught to like fear our cycles, like bleeding is terrible. Like just take a pill. You don't have to have a period mm-hmm. when it's so part of our DNA and part of our health to have healthy cycles. So um, it's been really cool. Yeah. I know. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> Okay. So if someone wants to get in contact with you, obviously I'm going to have all her information linked down below for you guys, her Instagram and what areas do you service within like Southern California? Yeah. So all of Orange County, Long Beach and yeah, all of Orange County and Long Beach. Sometimes if I really vibe with a client, I will check out a little further for a travel fee, but (laughs) yeah, but typically Long Beach and Orange County. Okay, perfect. So you guys can see all her information down below and I'll have that linked in case you are pregnant or on the way to becoming, you need a doula service. I highly, highly recommend. And let's end it out with like a little fun rapid fire. Cool. Okay. Okay. So I always start with what is your favorite food? Mm, Pizza. Pizza. Yeah. You like a thin crust or a thick crust? Mm, Thin. Thin. yeah, Yeah. Me too. Or do you do ranch for your pizza? Always. Okay. Okay, good. We're about to be on the same level. I love it. <laughs> do you drink alcohol? I do. Okay. What is your drink of choice? Typically a Moscow mule or like a Moscow margarita. Mm, what's a Moscow margarita? It's literally just Moscow instead of tequila. Oh, oh, oh like a Mezcal. I thought you, you said a <laughs> Moscow mule. So I thought you said oh. a Moscow Moscow oh, margarita. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. Oh, so good. I love a mezcal too because it's so smoky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm crazy. I'm like, no. I know. Me too. <laughs> Everyone thinks that's crazy. Like like a licorice or something like that. Like mm-hmm. something that a lot of people don't like. That smoky flavor. And I feel like a lot of people don't like that. Yeah. What is your coffee order right now? I don't drink coffee and everyone thinks I'm crazy, especially as a birth worker. Like I don't do caffeine. I'm more of like a matcha or a chai gal. Yum. Or just hot tea. Yeah. Okay. So what is your favorite tea right now? I make my own. I know. 
It's okay. <laughs> so, I always do. I always have like a base of like red raspberry, nettle, oat straw. And then I usually add like chamomile rose. And like depending on where I'm at in my cycle, I'll add like different herbs. Yeah. So I always have like my loose leaf and I literally travel with it. My husband's like friend wild, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would travel with my coffee machine if I could. So I totally understand. Okay. So if you're going to the movies, what candy are you getting? Or are you bringing candy with you? What are you grabbing at the movies? I always grab popcorn. I'm not like a huge candy fan, but when I was younger, it would always be those chocolate covered like cookie dough balls. Oh, yes. But now I'm just a popcorn gal. Do you do like a lot of butter on your popcorn? No. Just like, oh, no. Yeah. How it comes just mm. salty. Yeah. <laughs> I love popcorn. Yeah. We were doing like movie theater type of popcorn at home for a while Renee and I when we would like watch movies and it's so good I haven't gone to the movies in real life in such a long time but at home even having popcorn it's a must for me yeah we went to the lot at Fashion Island Mm -hmm. I don't know for a date and they have this chili popcorn Mm. so good (laughs) that sounds really good they used to have like a lime and salt popcorn in the bags and it was so good but I can't I can never find it anymore Mm. But yeah, I love popcorn. What's been your best Amazon purchase of this month? Gosh, I've only purchased like books this month for school. Oh, and none what are you currently are- reading? <laughs> a lot of stuff for like my herbalism class and braiding sweetgrass is one of them I'm reading that I really, really love. It's, yeah, it's just like a spiritual connection that like we have to earth and the food and the herbs and medicine. And oh, it's such a good book. That's Amazing. Love that. Love that. I'll link it down below for you guys so you guys can yes. check that out too. And if you weren't doing what you're doing now, mm-hmm. what would you be doing? Probably interpreting. Yeah. Yeah. And which I still kind of do. Like I have deaf clients that I've been doulas for and eventually will be midwives for. So that will be really cool. But so I'm still using what I got my education in. But yeah, probably interpreting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I felt like you were going to say that for sure. <laughs> yeah no oh, that's amazing uh I thank you so much for coming on thank you for giving me your time thank you for sharing not only your story but your passion with us I really appreciate it um I'll have everything linked down for her below is there anything else you want to say before I close it off no thank you so much for having me I'm so honored yes thank you for coming I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you guys next week bye